You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for on the go. Did you ever play the game Telephone? Yeah, that's the one where, you know, the person gives an original message and then they pass it on down the line. And then you see like, you know, five, ten people later. Right. Uh, yeah, I've, I've played that not only as a child, but as an adult. <laughs> Anytime I did any sort of business training or something, they would always do that as like a corporate communications training device. To show you where the weak link is or something? It, <laughs> to show us how bad we are at communicating. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So actually something you told me this past week reminded me of, it's, it's not the game, but it reminded yeah. me of... The game telephone. Yeah, that's right. That a thing with work with corporate communications. <laughs> <laughs> so the, we're on a, a project that we're working together on, and the person gave the instructions to our team on what we're to do. And then later on, our teammates we talked individually, and all of us had a completely different interpretation of what we were supposed to do. <laughs> so each of us heard the same exact instructions, but walked away with a completely different concept of what we were supposed to do. So then what got done? Um, well, we said, we're going to have to take this to uh, the team leader for clarification. And <laughs> we took it and all of us were wrong. <laughs> we, we all heard something a little different. Um, but that just goes to show you, yeah, how quickly a message can get distorted. Right. Yeah, actually, um, we were talking about that, and it reminded me in Philippians chapter 3, um, Paul says in verse 17, Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you, and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in shame, with minds set on earthly things. So here, uh Paul's telling the people, you know, imitate me because I imitate Christ. Well, what's also interesting is the very last thing that it said. Um, what does it say about with the mind? Um, it says with minds set on earthly things. Yeah. So with the example is talking about keeping your mind on Christ. And so the alternative is your focus is on earthly things, on worldly things. Right. Yeah. Actually, he says in verse 20, but our citizenship is in heaven and from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So yes, he's saying, imitate me because I'm following Christ. My mind is set on heavenly things. Actually, a couple of verses before it says, brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I love how he's talking about um, pressing on and just that it's a work in progress. Yeah, it's actually, it's a real example of how, yeah, we strain towards towards the goal, but we are going to fall short. But he says, you know, basically, like with the game Telephone, you need to be so close to the original, so accurate so on point that when somebody sees you they see the original they get the original message mm -hmm. it's i mean that's also encouraging that you remember this is paul that's talking and we often look at him as like super christian right i mean he's always out there on the front lines doing uh, amazing things for god and even even him he's saying i haven't attained this mm -hmm. but i press on 
Right. And so it's just that reminder that we're not perfect. You know, the goal is to imitate Christ, but we're, we all fall short. And my friend uh, Mike was texting me the other day and he was saying, I think we have to remember to <laughs> preach the gospel to ourselves every day because sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves and, you know, we're, we try to attain perfection and then we mess up and right. we feel like, oh, you know, we disappoint God. And Paul is even saying, I haven't attained it, but I press on. I, I continue to run with the me. Goal. Exactly. Yeah, Come on. Follow, not follow me, follow Christ, mm-hmm. but I'm following him. So get in this race. <laughs> Come on, let's yeah. go. Which is pretty amazing to think if you, you know, can you say to somebody, hey, you, you want to follow Christ? You want to be a Jesus mm-hmm. follower? then follow me. I mean, can you imagine saying that so confidently that it's right. like, I can tell you, if you follow me, you will follow Christ. I mean, that's that's bold. Yeah, it's kind of like the military when you have uh, the steps left, 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 right, left. Yeah. Well, who's who's the original? Who's doing it? Whoever's the saying. drill sergeant yeah, or whatever they call left, it. Yeah. Left, left, right, left. But... I think it's more like left, left, <laughs> left, right, left. But... Everybody should be so on point, so accurate, so following the drill sergeant that everybody's doing it in step. So it's like, follow me, do what I'm doing because I'm doing what he's doing. So the question becomes, how, yeah, uh, how do we follow the original message? You know, what the original word is and see, what did Christ say? What did he tell us to do? Yeah. Um, And that's where the importance comes of getting in the word and saying, okay, what what was the message again? Because even sometimes in ourselves, we know the scriptures, but then you start to get, um, you know, other ideas from just like the world and the way you hear other people explain things. Right. And you have to even ask, wait, was that the original message? Let me read it for myself. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's wise to listen to godly counsel to, mm-hmm. to people who pastors and uh, devotionals and things like that. Absolutely. But going to the original source is mm-hmm. never going to fail you because you're hearing directly from what God says. Now consult with the other sources and, and wise people, godly people who know how to explain something if you don't, but yeah. That's a really good point though, because God has given us the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we, each individual Christian, doesn't matter whether you have a biblical degree or not, you have the Holy Spirit. So you have the ability to seek God and ask him for answers mm-hmm. on on his message. Um, so yeah, we can get so consumed with following other big time you know, preachers and teachers and stuff, and, but nothing. there's no substitute for going straight to the source. Yeah, I mean, and... Side note here, I think a lot of people do get so caught up on, well, Pastor So-and-so says this, or well, this scholar (laughs) says that. And it's like, okay, do not discount the Holy Spirit. Because a Bible degree is not a spirit degree. You know, if, if you're thinking in terms of what, <laughs> yeah. what Jesus gives you, the Holy Spirit, he knows the Bible through and through better than any man could now, not discounting the fact that, you know, studying. Well, no, you're, you're on the right track, because I can actually tell you what a Bible degree tells you is a formal study of all of the viewpoints throughout history. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what going to college does teach you. It says, hey, look, this is what man has said about all of the different beliefs over time. Um, and that's good to know, like it helps mm-hmm. to put pieces together, but it's no substitute for, I'm just going to go straight to the source and ask God, Hey, you know, what, 
what does this mean? So Peter, he also gives us a word of advice, and it's the same along the lines as Paul, which is be an example. In this passage in 1 Peter 5, he's actually talking to the church leaders, the overseers, the bishops, the elders, Mm -hmm. and he's telling them not to be lords over God's people, um, but to be examples to the flock. That's 1 Peter 5, uh, 3. And he's just saying, look, if you want to be a, a, a leader, a, a preacher, a teacher, just be an example. Right. And let the people, that's going to be the loudest lesson you're ever going to teach right. is if people look at your life, look at your testimony, and they see you, they see Christ. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it uh, before. Actually, I think dad said it is, you know, sometimes your life is the only scripture people are going to read. Uh, that's right. So you need to make sure that your testimony is there for them to see Christ when they do. It reminds me of the song, I think it's called like Salvador or something, and they sing it, and it says, shine like the moon, uh, and and I always thought, oh, that's funny that he says to shine like the moon. You would think he would say shine like the sun, because mm-hmm. the sun is brighter than the moon, so right. why do I want to shine like the moon? But when I thought about it, um, and the song goes on to explain it, but what? how does the moon get its light? From the sun. From the sun. Mm-hmm. So... The same is true for us as Christians. We're to shine like the moon, a reflection of the sun, Jesus Christ. And so when people see you, it's not that you're trying to shine your light of your own righteousness. Hey, look how good of a Christian I am. The light that people are supposed to see is the light of Christ in you, that you are so reflecting his light. Exactly. You shine bright. Yeah. Do you hear that? I do. It's It's a telephone. It's Jesus calling. (laughs) 